Okay, it's been a month, but I can explain. Hey, how you doing? This is the Gospel of Kennison. I am your host, James Kennison, because this is the personal audio journal of me. Um, yeah, it's it's been since May 17th that I've uh, done a GOK, but I, I have really good reasons. Um, I deal with bipolar depression, so sometimes I get down and I can't podcast. So, uh, And then after I haven't podcasted for a while, and even when I start to feel better, I feel bad about not having podcasted, and it makes it a big stressful thing to start podcasting. Does that make sense at all? And then I, I keep putting it off. And the longer I put it off, the more stressful it becomes. And I finally, on uh, here it is, uh, 625, I finally feel hype enough to sit down at, at 8.55 p.m. and do a GOK. I've been wanting to sit down and do one for a while because so much stuff has been going on. And I think that's part of the reason why I had a down episode um, but, but I've survived it all. So I want to talk about, it. I want to tell you what's, what's going on. Um, so, so here's the deal. <laughs> uh, we started having church services at my church. Uh, we've been here four years and we came here to, uh, start a church called Novation. And, um, I was wanting to sit down and talk about how nervous I was about our first service because basically I sat down with David who's the pastor and, and we th- discussed doing an all age service, which is, uh, I I'm sure it's nothing new. It's nothing original. There are people that do this, but really intentionally trying to do a service for adults and, you know, still would hold the interest of kids without offending adult sensibilities. Um, and he more or less put me in charge of it. And, um, so it was on me all of a sudden to come up with a way to do this service. And, uh, all of a, I, I had a, a down swing, like right after that responsibility was put on me and, uh, it was rough, but I survived. I wanted to talk about it on a GOK before I did my first service. That was two weeks ago. Um, and then I wanted to do another one, like like I want to do half the service before the first episode and half the sur- half the episode after the service. I know I said that wrong, but you get what I mean. Um, but so what I'll do instead is tell you what it was like before. What it was like before was horrible. Um, I knew what I needed to do, but I didn't feel very confident in in, in doing it anymore. It's been um, years since I've done regular kids ministry and never have I done an all age service. I've theorized about it. I've written about it. I've proposed it several times in different ministry settings that I've been in, but I never actually had to pull the trigger and, and do one. And, you know, like for instance, here, here's a, here's a situation that came up in my mind. All right. I know how to discipline kids and I mean, keeping them in order, not hitting them with things. I know how to maintain discipline in a setting full of kids and no parents. All right. But all of a sudden now I'm asking parents to come and sit with their kids. How do I, from the front of the room, maintain order in the service with the children, with their parents right there? Cause I don't know about you, but I, it's weird trying to correct 
somebody's kid when their parents sitting right there. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 I don't know. In America, that's kind of an offensive thing to do. So we, these were issues that I was concerned with and had to find solutions to. Um, I did find a solution by the way, uh, of all things. Um, I made a system that I could share with the adults. I, I think it's, I think it's kind of, you know, it, I won't say it's genius, but it, uh, it definitely works. I, I, of all things, I took a, a thing I used to do with Juniorville where junior jam or pre-K ministry. And I bought a bunch of clothespins. I call them clips. And we give two clips to every kid as they come in and they clip them to their clothes and forget about them. They do actually, because they have been told that each one of those clips equals a piece of candy at the end of service. If they can keep their clips. And while I'm describing this at the beginning of service, and I say it every week briefly, um, I tell the parents and the guardians, Hey, if you see your kid messing around, you don't have, you know, you don't have to worry about it. Just get up, take one of their clips. And, um, and then I have a system on top of that. Cause I have this, uh, traffic light that I made with the help of a good friend, um, back in Kansas city. And, uh, it's, uh, it's traffic light that when you push the button, it buzzes and one of the lights go out and then you push it again, buzz, another light goes out and another light goes out. And so I tell the parents, I'm like, if you get them and you correct them, then I don't need to push the button. But if I see kids messing around and playing around or whatever, and I'm not going to take a clip, I'm going to push the button up here and that hurts everybody. So please help me out. You know, keep your kids, uh, you know, help them listen. Now, at the same time, I do not expect them to just sit there and listen. Uh, I, I make the service fun and interesting. And every five minutes, we're doing something different. We have segments. And uh, like right now, we have a three-minute countdown. Uh, we do a, uh, an, a prayer intro greeting. We do a, 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 a praise song. We intro the main idea which is always a, a, a short sentence that is the theme of the night, like God's ways are best or I, uh, you know, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, and then we do the verse, which is a scripture picture, which is really fun and really cool way to do verses. Cause kids can remember the images and quote the verse almost a week later. And, uh, then we do praise and then we do a lesson and then we do a video. I always find a video that has something to do with our, with our lesson and then I do a Bible story and then we do worship. And then David comes up and closes us out with a brief sermonette. And then we do review, which is just reviewing the main idea, any of the points we made and the verse. And then we look, uh, we hand out candy for the clips, trade out, trade in the candy and the clips. And it, it, it's all said and done in 45 minutes to an hour. And it goes, it seems to go by quicker than that because of the segments. So Needless to say, I don't want to say needless to say, but it, it we haven't had any discipline issues because the kids are interested. They're they're um they're they're listening and it's interesting to them. Um, because when I do a Bible story, I have graphics for them to look at up on the screen, and um, when I tell a story, uh, same thing. It's interesting, and um, 
when I do a lesson, it's, it's usually an object lesson. Like the first week we did, um, seeds. We talked about God's words like a seed and we talked about being good ground. And the theme was God's word can grow in me. And, um, we, we said more than anything, uh, put God's work first and do things his way. And that was our, our verse in CEV. Uh, I didn't quote it directly, but that was <laughs> what I can remember from the scripture picture. And, uh, it was, it was all themed and I made a, uh, a seed out of foam that we had in the basement. Well, I keep foam packaging from when we get stuff. And, uh, I have all these foam strips and I made two halves of a seed and I, I have a foam melting kit from back in my children's ministry days. And so it's a hot wire and I was able to carve what looked like the inside of a seed and then paint it as I keep, I keep craft paint on hand all the time. Cause I'm always doing something, uh, random with, with, uh, you know, creating things. And, um, I stuck the two seeds together and sanded them and painted them. And then I opened them up and painted the inside. And so when I was describing how a seed grows, because it was important to tie that in, especially about the, the, the seed that fell, um, on the, on the rocks, uh, it, it sprung up really fast. And that's because seeds have food in them that, that is already there and they, and it gives them enough time to get roots and then the roots take over and start providing nourishment for the plant so the plant can pop out of the ground. But it's just like the Bible says, the plants sprung up quick, but they didn't have any roots. And so they, they wilted and withered and dried up and died. And um, I was explaining that and I had a seed. Uh, uh, of course, I made a big joke about it being a South American uh, mega seed and, and, uh, and then asked the kids if they believed me. And it was obviously made of foam because uh, it had little foam dots all over it, you know? Uh, and, but one kid said he believed me and I'm like, well, thank you, but I'm, I'm lying. So <laughs> that kid, uh, I think got a little further from saved that night, but the rest of them were calling me out and, and they love that. They love having one over on you. And so I give them opportunities to do that. So needless to say, the first service went great. It, I was nervous. I stu- I stuttered a little bit. I stumbled a little bit. Um, we just did our second one last Sunday night. It was smoother. I was in a much better mood. Um, we did God's ways are best. And, um, it it was, it was just a lot of fun and, uh, it, it goes by so quick because the things that were stressing me out were things that had nothing to do with what I was working on. They had to do with what I had done in the past. And that's the thing, whenever you ever get like that, where you're just going through life and all of a sudden you're stressed out and you, you don't even know why you have to stop and you have to chase that down and figure out why am I so worked up over this? My wife gets worked up. She was worked up about Sunday night and I, I, I'm like, what, what's going on? You know, let me, let me try to talk to you. And she tried to talk and I just ended up hugging her and holding her. Um, and I said, let me just see if this helps. Cause hugging someone re- releases endorphins that help calm them. She said it did help. And then after that night was over, she, she told me, she, I said, did it warrant all that, all that, uh, stress? She says, no, it's not what's going on now. It's what we've been through in the past. I just expect things to be stressful and I expect angry parents and I expect, uh, policies and procedures to be, you know, in place that we aren't getting, uh, obedience to or whatever. 
I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, good. I'm glad it was unwarranted because eventually your subconscious will let you think uh, good thoughts about Sunday nights. Um, but I was the same way. The problems I was having in the in the the triggers that were going off before my first service were all based on stuff that wasn't actually even going to happen in this context. I mean, like I'll tell you the biggest one for an example, because I can't remember all of them because it's been two weeks or three weeks actually, because we had a, we had our first service, then no service. And then a second service, not the best way to start a church, but you know, whatever. So the biggest one though, was I subconsciously because I hadn't chased it down yet was stressed because I was like, I've got to fill an hour and a half to two hours. And once I sat down and chased that thought down and figured out why that was stressing me out, I realized, no, you don't stupid. You are not a slave to the main service. There is no main service. You are the main service. The main service doesn't, and my wife actually helped me chase it down. Uh, she's like, you know, it doesn't have to be an hour and a half to match what's going on in big church. It doesn't have to match uh, big church and then have extra stuff to do while the parents w- decide whether they're going to come and get their kids or not. Um, you are the main deal. And so you can start in whenever you want. And the minute I realized I could make it a half hour if I needed to, or I could make it 45 minutes to an hour. If it, it just, it was like a weight lifted off of me. And, um, the other thing that was really bugging me too, was the, the, um, the balance. I'm a children's pastor. I've been doing it for years. It's what comes natural when I speak. And when I minister, uh, a lot of times, if you have a youth pastor that goes into the pastorate, uh, a senior pastor position, he'll often teach uh, a lot like, and, and even talk like he did when he was a youth pastor. It's just because you get a cadence, you get a rhythm, you get a, a, a way of speaking, and I have really, I was really struggling and stressing about finding the balance between talking to kids and talking to adults at the same time and keeping both of their attention. And, um, I'm still kind of working that out. But after last Sunday, I was able to realize that the parents that are coming aren't so much coming for themselves are coming for their kids. And so I can direct a little bit more than what's fair, meaning I don't have to keep it even, you know, appealing to adults and then appealing to children. I can kind of lean a little bit toward the younger guys and the older folks will be entertained and listen because they're not there for them. They're there, but they'll glean things while they're there and they will understand them because I'll tell you a secret that I've found out is spiritual age is much different than actual age. And it is entirely possible for a 12-year-old kid, a 6-year-old kid, and a 40-year-old woman to be in the same church building and be at the same level spiritually. If you don't know the Word of God, if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you don't know the things that you're supposed to be doing to live your life to honor God, then you are a, a spiritual baby. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's the other thing is we're dealing with completely unchurched people. We're not stealing uh, people from other congregations. These people are raw. They don't know nothing about anything. Maybe they've been to their own church once in a while and, and heard certain things, but I don't think any of them have been in a situation where people are breaking down the basics of living life for Christ. Uh, we're about to start with the Roman road 
and and moving um, into explaining salvation and what sin is and what happened and what Jesus did on the cross and blah, 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 and just kind of educate them. We haven't even run an altar call uh, yet because they're that new to everything. We've we've done some responsive prayer and things like that to to have help kids to um, absorb and hopefully put into work the things that we're talking about. But, you know, so far, my first service was let's make these kids good ground. Let's challenge them to to understand and try to uh, process and try to rid themselves of the cares of the world while they're here so that they can listen and participate and respond and and all that. And then the next week was God's ways are best. Let's show these kids a different way and the adults. Uh, see what I mean? How I lean toward the kids. But let's show these folks a, a better way that there is a there is my way and then there's God's way and God's ways is best, even though it's counterintuitive, even though it's backwards from what everybody tells you to do and what you want to do by default most of the time. Um, it is that way. So it is God's ways are best. So we did that and now we're going to move into salvation. So we laid a foundation and now we're going to um, move forward from there. And I'm excited. My, my, my kids love church. They love it. Jenna told me just in the car, cause we've been having meetings for the last four years in people's homes. It's mostly David's home. And, uh, you know, it's been a small group and the sermons, I get a lot out of them, but they're not really targeted for kids. And my daughter would sit there and listen and she enjoyed it, but she didn't enjoy it, enjoy it, you know? And so just tonight she told me she loves church. She looks forward to it now that it's fun and, and, um, and she's learning and, uh, David is, is using ser- his sermonettes to, uh, basically he, he writes his sermonette, he sends me his notes and then I pull points out and illustrate them and, and make videos and, and, uh, and explain maybe some of the harder details that way. When he gets up to speak, the kids already know some of the words and lingo and language he's going to use. And, uh, so do the, the adults in the room. Uh, we just started doing that this week because last week we tried it the other way around and it didn't work too well. He's he's a pastor. He's used to doing things, you know, uh, as as the Lord leads him. I'm a children's pastor. I'm used to following somebody while the Lord leads them. So it works out better for me to work out of his head than uh, him trying to work out of mine. So, uh, so the kids are enjoying it. Um, the, the kids that are coming and the, and the folks that are coming with them are, are just sweet folks, sweet people. Um, we had about 40 folks come the first week. And then we had that unfortunate break at father's day weekend. And then last week we had about 20, 25, somewhere in there. And I'm not speaking evangelistically cause I would say we had 50 people, bless God. No, we, we didn't. we, we went down a little bit, but, um, that's because it was raining and a lot of the folks walk to the church. So for us to have 20 kids and, and adults, uh, total was a minor miracle if you ask me. So, um, but we're going to just do this. It, it's funny. We're not calling it Novation church. We're calling it night church because Novation is not the building and it's not the service. The service is night church. Uh, it starts at 5 p.m. every every Sunday night. Uh, the church 
uh, community is called Novation. And the building is called the Melvin Theater. And the service is called Night Church. Do you see what I'm saying here? It's just a different way, slightly different way to do uh, church. Because we always say church is not a building. But for so many people, it really is. You know, the, the pastor may not see it that way. The mature Christians may not see it that way. But some folks do. They see the building as the beginning and in the end of, of their spiritual life. Everything that they do with God is in that building, and and we don't want it that way. We want p- folks to come and learn, and then go live it out, you know, outside. So, anyway, needless to say, a lot of my fears, or I would even say all of them, were unfounded. I uh, came up out of my depression slowly. It, it only held me for three or four days. Um, but I, I beat it down by getting something small accomplished every day until the lights came back on. And, um, uh, and then we went on vacation. (laughs) We just got back actually. Uh, we got back Friday night and then I had, uh, Saturday to put a service together and Sunday morning. And, uh, it, 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 God had grace on me because, it didn't feel like a rushed job. It was, it was just as good, if not better than the first week. Um, because I thought I was going to get the service done while I was on vacation, but you know, you get on vacation and you, you just kind of want to be on vacation. So where'd we go? We went to universal studios, islands of adventure. We did both parks. Um, we did it for five days and we stayed at, a hotel um, there on the on the campus that allowed us to have fast passes for the entire time, and it was a dream vacation. It really was. If you like theme parks, it was hot and it rained a lot, and you know there were still lines. They just were fifteen minutes or less, mostly a lot less, like five to zero minutes. Um, and it was a lot of theme parking there. There is, there's a lot of stuff to do. And we did a lot of stuff over and over like the mummy ride, Spider-Man, you know, uh, the Hulk ride, um, Simpsons, uh, men in black. Uh, there's a lot of great rides between both parks, the, the Jurassic park ride, the King Kong ride, the Harry Potter rides and the Harry Potter worlds. It's funny. I, I was really excited about Harry Potter worlds. And we went there and we walked around in it, but it's so stinking crowded. I would say two thirds of the population of the park is in those areas. And, uh, it, it, the kids didn't even want to stay because it was so crowded and and people were just lingering there. And I, I think they got the, the sense of magic from it, you know, and, and the wonder, and then it wore off and then they were ready to go do other things. But uh, they still came back and had butterbeer, and we ate in the Three Broomsticks uh, little cafe thing that they have there, and um, the, this, that, and the other. So it was great, and the hotel was great. The nice, it was uh, Portofino or something like that. I can't remember the exact name, but best vacation we've ever been on. And and I told the kids, <laughs> like, with what we spent on this, it'll probably be the last great family vacation that we'll have. But Jen told me that she will be saving money forever 
um, to have family vacations even after the kids move out because he she wants to be the grandparent that will uh, have a vacation that the 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 daughter the kids and their kids would want to come and and be a part of and I've seen that in in families healthy families that have uh, stayed together and stayed in contact um, never experienced that in my personal life but my wife is from one of those kind of families that there's just the there's a great grandma and a grandma and the kids and the, the great grandkids and the whole thing. And they get together and they go to the beach and they do this and the other. She wants to be that kind of grandma. And I think it's great because I don't want to be that kind of grandpa. She can do all the work and I'll just sit around and love on kids and, and uh, play video games and, and just be the coolest grandpa in the world without having to work. It'll be awesome. Yay. Um, but uh, the vacation was good. It was good. It was a lot of fun, and the fast passes just made it a dream. It was like a dream. You didn't have to wait hours, and there were, you know, seventy-minute waits. Uh, there is a new ride in in the Harry Potter area on one of the parks. I don't remember which is which. I think um, Hogsmeade is in Universal, and. Diagon Alley is in Islands of Adventure, but it's in one of the sides of Hagrid's motorcycle ride roller coaster. It took the place of the Twin Dragons uh, back when it was the part of the Lost Continent uh, area. And uh, the line was a minimum three hours. And so we didn't ride that. (laughs) We didn't even, they they tried to stand in um, single rider line uh, and, and it didn't move for a very long time so that their plan was foiled and we didn't ride it. But if we ever go back, we will, but there's, n- there's no way a three minute ride is worth three hours. I just, I, I would have done it as a teenager, you know, back when uh, splash mountain at Disney world was new. I think I waited through every bit of line that they had, you know, the queue that weaseled its way around. I think we waited for two hours or something like that. Uh, but not anymore too old to stand still too old, too impatient, got too much life past me to uh, sit there and wait for something wasted on, on something like that. Um, plus I was kind of freaked out that a, a full size dummy of Hagrid might be at the front of that roller coaster on a motorcycle. And I didn't want to see that. So I doubt it. I doubt it. I bet it's just a motorcycle um, and he's not on it, but, but if they have a dummy of him on there, that's Yeah. No way. That stuff freaks me out. So um, I just want to give props to my wife, though, because I didn't go out with the to the parks every day. I Part of it's because I'm fat, and, and part of it's because I just don't have a lot of emotional energy. Um, I call it spoons. I think you, I've talked about that before. I have a certain amount of spoons every day, and uh, sometimes – uh, a theme park, it, though though it's very fun, um, everything I do takes spoons. And uh, even though I had a great time one day, uh, it may have taken more spoons than I had, and I have to rest up the next day. And my wife was just so good about it. So one of the days I stayed half a day um, and then came out a little later and met him for dinner, and we did some stuff. And then on the Friday... I didn't go to the park at all. I stayed in the lobby of the hotel and played Minecraft Sky Factory 4 for hours and um, and just recharged. And it was great. And my wife was awesome. And 
she didn't set unnatural expectations for me. She, um, she just takes me as I am and accepts me. And, and that way, you know, I'm there, I I'm actually able to be there more because when I can, I do. And when I can't, um, you know, because I did what I could do, uh, when I could do it, she knows I'm not just being lazy or I'm not just slacking off that I am legitimately needing to recharge. And, uh, she understands the concept of spoons as well. And she has her own set of spoons. <laughs> Some days she says she wakes up with a half a spoon. So she, we, we speak the same language about spoons and we didn't make that up. It's on the internet or something. And, and our counselor told us about it. And so we use it. Um, but no hats off to Jen. She's awesome. And she, uh, made the vacation, uh, not, not just tolerable. That would act like that. It wasn't that great. Uh, she made it enjoyable and, and the best ever because of that. Uh, cause I've, I, in my worst times when I was in the dark place, she planned a couple of vacations in that period of five years where I was really down. And, uh, I would say I ruined accidentally, of course, uh, a couple of those vacations because I just couldn't get out of bed. Um, so it's, it's great that we've grown as a couple. First of all, it shows that, that I'm getting better, that I can do anything at all. And it shows that she has come a long way in understanding my situation and knowing that I'm not just laying there uh, because I want to. I'm, I'm, I'm forced to. I, I, I don't have a choice in the matter. I would rather be full power, you know. Um, so anyway, we, we had a lot of fun. My favorite ride uh, is probably the Mummy. I love it because it's it's a dark ride and then it turns into a roller coaster and it has uh, special effects and it has a false ending that's really great and the roof goes on fire over your head and um, I've spoiled it enough if you haven't ridden it. Um, love Jurassic Park ride even though I didn't ride it this time because I didn't want to get wet. I'm, I'm, I'm officially old so I don't want to get wet and uh, even even during the rainy days I didn't want to get wet. Uh, and then the Hulk, the Hulk roller coaster is just so great. It shoots out of the top. It's one. I love any of those kind of roller coasters that launch you rather than tick, 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 tick up the hill. I'll take those too. I love wooden roller coasters for that reason. They, they, they have great drops. They, they have to, because they don't have loops and I love drops. They're, they're my favorite. Uh, but the Hulk has that great, uh, it's an incline of, it's not a 45 degree incline, but it's an incline of some kind. And uh, you start to go up slow, and then boom, it, it just surprises you every time and blows you out of the top of this giant tube. Look it up online and see what the Hulk ride looks like. And I bet there's a YouTube video of, of somebody riding it. It just goes on and on. It's a long roller coaster. And um, everything about it is really smooth, except for the corkscrews. Uh, they kind of jog your head back and forth. But uh, that kept my wife from doing it more than once in a row. But uh, the kids rode it over and over. Um, so the latest thing, and, and I'll close, I'll close with this people who are here at the gospel of Kennison, listening to the gospel of Kennison. I'll close with this, uh, this Saturday on the 29th, we are having the first ever, I I've come to call it Narthex con. And it is at the Melvin theater 
here in St. Louis in Dutchtown neighborhood. And it's going to be a live recording of um, Red School Bus and that story show. John Steinklobber's flying in. Eric Fisher's going to be there. Donna Harris from Constantly Under Construction is going to be there. Um, a lot of good fans and friends are coming in and driving in, flying in from all over the country, especially those that live within the area. I just got an email today from a lady who's bringing her son three and a half hours. I don't even think she knows who I am, but she's doing it for a kid. Um, so it's going to be a fun, fun little event. I, at first, it didn't even have a name. It was just going to be live recording and meet up. But then I call it NarthexCon because that's how we roll. And I've got banners printed. I got T-shirts printed. Um, we've got gift bags and and all kinds of stuff. We're gonna have giveaways. I'm looking at a bunch of them right now. We got a lot of pop, uh, uh, vinyl, uh, mini characters. You know those 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 ones in boxes that are that they have one of everything for every fandom out there. I have a lot of Star Wars ones, and I'm gonna give away and. Stuff like that. Um, and uh, we've got gift cards to Steam and um, what else? Uh, Steam and Amazon, I think. I don't know. I'm going to try to get some Chick-fil-A giveaway stuff too. Uh, but we're going to do drawings and, and and there'll be snacks and drink and, and you know, water. And and we'll, uh, we'll have a Q&A session that I am actually going to record and turn. It should be the very next episode after this one of GOK. I'm going to turn it into a GOK. Uh, Cause there'll be lots of questions about why we podcast and where we got the idea and then what it's like as a family and how I met John and you know, all that kind of stuff, all, all, all fun informational kind of stuff. Um, but uh, Donna Harris from constantly under construction is going to MC, and um, it's just, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm really looking forward to meeting a lot of you uh, in real life. It's going to be so great. I'm so excited. We just went out today and got a bunch of stuff uh, getting ready for it. And it's all free. So if you're hearing this and it's not uh, the 29th yet and you live in the St. Louis area or somewhere around, drive out here. Um, I won't have a T-shirt for you because I've already ordered the T-shirts. Um, and I may not have a gift bag with your name on it, but I've, I've made a couple of extra. So get your button gear and, and put your foot on the gas pedal and, and let us know you're coming by filling out the registration form at nlcast.com. It's right at the very top. It's in a red bar. It just says, let me know you're coming register here. And it'll basically, you just put your name and stuff. It's all free. Um, it's just a way to say thanks and to rub elbows together and have a good time and shake your hand and, and make you laugh a little bit. So that is what is going on this Saturday. And I'm a little bit stressed about it. <laughs> not, not in a bad way though. I, I can't see a way that this thing can go bad. Um, I, I'm a little worried about the sound system because I'm going to be using the church's sound system to broadcast live and I'm going to bring my recorder from the house and plug it in. And hopefully it'll just record right off the soundboard like it does here in my house. Uh, but we'll be on different microphones and there won't be a compressor limiter gate and there will be crowd noises, but it will be live and people 
you know, you expect a different kind of audio from a live uh, recording, don't you? So I, I need to quit stressing about it. Um, I think that's everything. So now you're all catched up. Uh, had a great vacation. Been playing a lot of uh, Minecraft, uh, Skyblock. And um, I had somebody request that we have a Minecraft server again, an NLCast Minecraft server. And um, I told them to let me know if they know of a, of a good way to run one because that was the problem with our last one is uh, it was going great until somebody came in and griefed everything. They burned everything down that all the people had made, and I didn't know how to roll it back. I didn't know how to ban the person that did it. I didn't even know how to find out who did it. And um, it kind of took the fun out of the whole thing for everybody, and it just died. Uh, but I'm sure, I mean, that was five, six years ago, maybe even more. I bet there's a whole new way to do it now. I bet there's the technology is advanced. I bet there are servers out there that I could spend a little bit of money on and, and get all of those features automatically in some sort of web interface. Uh, I just don't know. But if you're interested in something like that, let me know and um, maybe I'll do the work. And if you know of a server system that, that is uh, already set up and, and dependable and has uh, admin abilities and things like that, let me know. All right. So uh, uh, Narthex Con is this weekend uh, on the tr uh, June. It's June. Yeah. June 29th. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. Spank me in the morning. Um, I am um, a, a terrible husband. I just had my 23rd wedding anniversary. We came back on Friday and the very next day was Saturday. And that was our wedding anniversary, the 22nd of June. And we had a great time. We went out to uh, Bristol seafood here in St. Louis and we had a great dinner and we came home and had a great time together and, and just uh, celebrating 23 years of, of wonderful, beautiful marriage. Just, it's always been great. It's always been perfect. Everything has been my fault when it hasn't been, but most of it's been really great. And we've been married for 23, happily married for about 20. And that's a joke folks. And, um, so yeah, yeah, no, 23 years, man. We get, we kept getting told that we didn't look old enough to be 20, you know, to have a 23rd anniversary by all the wait staff and stuff. And there's two ways to take that one. We do look young for our age, I think, but it also could be that we're old enough now to where people are starting to make jokes about us being younger to make us feel better. Kind of like you do with kids. I do this with kids. When I meet a kid, I ask them their name and then I say, how old are you? And then I add six years to whatever I think they are. I'm like, so if they're six, I'll be like 12. Are you 13? No, I'm six. Oh, you're 16. Wow. And they'll be like, no, I'm six. And so maybe they're doing the reverse of that now where they're just like, oh, you know, I'm going out to have an anniversary of 23. Oh. And and we're just we're just lapping it up, old people. Oh yeah, we don't we don't look that old. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. But anyway, happy anniversary! A lot going on. See, that's why I haven't been podcasting, man. I when when there's a lot of stuff going on, it's hard. Uh, so you have to give me one week off because of vacation. 
You have to give me another week off because of church starting up. And you have to give me another week off because of depression. And then the fourth week off, you can just blame me straight up for being being lax. Maybe blame Minecraft. Maybe I've spent too much time on Minecraft. So that takes care of all four episodes that should have come out between now and then. Um, so I told you at the front of the show, that's what I would do. I would explain everything. Now you know everything has been spelled out. And it's time for GOK to go bye-bye. We'll see you guys next week. Hey, uh, why not support the show? Go to patreon.com slash GOK and, um, and find out how you can support the show for a few bucks a month. It would be very awesome. And uh, it is my only source of income and the only way I feel like a man. So please help. Okay, goodbye. Oh. I was just kidding about that thing. You don't have to give crap. <laughs>